to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, Fantasy World? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. You thought I was going away? No. I guess, look, let me catch y'all up on some stuff, man, that's been going on behind the scenes, man. I, between getting sick and getting some kind of stomach bug and man trust me i was down for a couple days (laughs) i was down for a couple days behind this thing it was not pretty and then coming into the thanksgiving holiday it was like okay well i'm not gonna be able to shoot or i mean not shoot i'm not gonna be able to record any episodes you know during the break decided to spend some time with family so week 12 the end of week 11 and week 12 was a complete wash like i couldn't even do those two, I couldn't get those two, uh, those couple of episodes in. So I have to apologize for that. Um, you know, I, I definitely wanted to continue. Like I was, we were doing pretty well up until this hiccup. So I would still, at the end of the season, I would still call it a success. Um, but you know, things happen, some things happen out of my control. So, you know, I'm just, it sucks. Cause I wanted to get into week 12. I wanted to get uh, starts and sits, but I don't know what I ate that knocked me down the way it did, man. I was, I couldn't trust my, I'm not going to get, you know, too far into it. Let's just say I was down for a couple of days behind this thing and it wasn't pretty at all, at all. And then when Thanksgiving rolled around, it was like, okay, you know, how about, you know, just spend some time with the family. My, my kids was upstairs, you know, they, we, um, uh, we didn't do anything, but it was just like just time to spend with the family. So it was like, OK, I'll I'll get that done and then I'll re up and come back um, and get ready for week 13. But man, you talk about having a. I know I've said on a podcast before, if you if you're new to the show, if you're just catching up or you're just coming on and you're checking out an episode, you should know by now that I'm a Cowboys fan. My I'm I'm Philly. I'm from Philly. My, I'm Will from Philly, Northeast Philly, and I'm a Cowboys fan. There's no delusions about that. That's what I am. That's who I rock with. But, man, was it horrible to watch that game on Thursday and watch the Washington football team stomp the crap out of us. <laughs> I was sitting there like, you know, but, you know, as a fan, you know, I, I've already said on the show that, you know, I don't expect them to win anymore this season. Um, And I want a top, you know, basically I want a top five pick. Like, there's no getting around that. They are not good right now. You don't have Dak Prescott. You have a mountain worth of injuries that you're dealing with across most of the team. Your defense is not playing well. Or fool's go, you know, they, they beat Minnesota, but it was like, okay, wow. I can't believe they pulled that off. And then they got stomped by Washington. It's just like, I don't want them to mess up the draft pick. I've said it before on Twitter. I've said it on the show. That's what I want. I don't expect them to win any more games. It's it'll be a blessing if they you know can be competitive, but you know they can't. It's just not happening right now. The offense is not working behind Andy Dalton. I don't care what you say. And for all those people who were in the beginning of the season, we're talking about oh Andy Dalton is so good and he could replace Dak Prescott and be a cheaper option. I haven't found any of them dudes on Twitter at all. Like they just 
<laughs> they just deleted their accounts. They're gone. I can't find none of them. And speaking of deleting accounts, <laughs> since Monday night, Seattle versus Philly. You talk about having a good old time because if you don't know, and this is probably a bad thing for me because I want it. I love talking football and I love talking about fantasy football on Twitter, but I do a lot of trolling Eagles fans, but deservedly so because there's a reason behind my trolling. I just don't do it. Oh, no, that's a lie. I do it because it's fun. <laughs> Because they're so easy. The reason I'm I'm really getting into it now is because in the beginning of the season, I talked to a couple guys I normally, you know, go back and forth with. And and this is not a animosity, you know, I got beef with these dudes. I don't like none of them. It's not nothing like that, because I don't use Twitter like that. I use Twitter. It, it's fun for me. I, I it's just it's strictly, strictly speaking, it's nothing but jokes. Plain and simple. Football jokes, rivalries, smack talk, the whole nine. I never make it a personal thing. That's not my thing. I don't go on Twitter and try and take shots at people and talk trash about their moms or, you know, whatever family members they got in the AVI. That's not my thing. I don't do that. I will talk trash about your team, though. And in the beginning of the season, I had a few guys. You know, I'm not going to throw their ads out. But if you follow me on Twitter, you know who I'll be talking to most of the time. And... In the beginning of the season, you know, they really didn't want any issues. You know, they really didn't want to do the trash talk or, you know, I had one guy. He was like, you know, this season is basically a wash. I don't trust none of them. I don't trust the Eagles. They're not going to be good this season. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and and respectfully, I'm not going to talk trash to you. I'm not going to do it because you came to me. We had a discussion and it was like, you know, both our teams going to be bad. And I, you can have your opinion about your team, my perspective is I'm going to be positive about my team every season. So if you don't like it, don't follow me because I'm not going to be a negative Nancy. I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. I'm not going to be none of them none of them type people. I want to be as positive as I can be without being delusional. I'm never going to say, oh, they're going to win a Super Bowl every year, but I'm hopeful that my team can actually get to the playoffs. That, that's, that's a starter. And then, you know, when they get to the playoffs, I hope that they can get far. And then if they get far in the playoffs, I hope they can get to the Super Bowl. It's a progressive thing. But when you come to me and you tell me, you know, I'm not going to talk trash this season. It's a watch, whatever. Cool. I, I, I respect that. I respect your honesty. But then when you flip the script on me and then you start talking trash because Dak Prescott is hurt and you think the Eagles got a chance to win a division because it's so bad and you start taking shots at me. I got a return fire. And then it snowballed into something else. Like I had a couple other guys, uh, Lord Frieza, he, uh, on Twitter, that's his, uh, that's his username, not his, uh, handle, but Lord Frieza was roasting this dude so much. He deact. And then, uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz had like two bad games before Monday night when they play Seattle. And he, it was just like he deactivated Bob deactivated his account. He don't talk trash no more. He hasn't tweeted for like two weeks, three weeks now. And Lord Frieza got him out of there. <laughs> and it's funny. I have to shout out, you know, my Cowboys fans, uh, followers, man. There are some troopers. They, they don't, they don't go with the Dak slander. 
you know, res- you know, it's it's all jokes. But you the whole to me, the whole Dak wins thing is dead. It's completely dead. It's it's not even worth talking about no more because the way Carson Wentz has been playing the last couple of weeks and I'm I'm being nice cuz the whole season he's been trash, but the way that he's been playing the last few weeks, there's no debate anymore. Is dead. So now it's just basically rubbing it in their face cuz before the season, last season, oh there was all hype about oh, it was great. You know, we won the division with practice squad guys. So why aren't y'all winning more games in a bad division? Why is Carson Wentz so bad this year? Why are y'all giving him so many excuses? That's what I don't understand because everybody's coming out of the woodwork to protect this dude, and he's a bum. Colin Cowherd, Shannon Sharp. Um, I'm surprised I haven't heard anything from Stephen A. Smith about this because these are the three apex dudes in national media and and, you know they're talk show they're talk show narrative based guys so you can only take their word for so much because they keep it a bean shannon sharp he's he has to project counterbalance to skip bayless supposed cowboy fandom so he's gonna play the op he's gonna play the op colin cowherd he flip-flops so I'm not going to get too deep into that because I don't want to run over. I want to make sure that we get into this episode. But I wanted to go on a rant since I haven't been here talking to you guys. And I just wanted to give you all an update on what's been going on outside of me being sick um, and missing week 11, the end of week 11 um, and week 12. You know, between being sick and the holidays, it just kind of snowballed. But I had to let you all guys know about the trolling. <laughs> I did. It's just being petty. I'm sorry. So, if you're an Eagles fan and you listen, look, it's no hard feelings. My friends know we talk trash all the time. So, it's not nothing new on Twitter. It's just jokes. You know, I'm not, it's not no real beef. Like, I haven't gotten any DM, DMs like, yo, man, I'm going to go find you. No, it's nothing like that. It's just jokes. But y'all had it coming. Y'all swore Wentz was elite. Y'all paid him $128 million. Y'all paid that man and he fleeced y'all. He hasn't been getting better. He's been regressing since 2017. And now he's got issues. Now he before it was his mental state's not good. Uh he he was worried about Nick Foles behind him. Then they drafted Jalen Hurts. And the rumors are now he don't like Jalen Hurts or he didn't like the pick. Then it's oh, oh, and this is a doozy. The reason why Carson Wentz is so bad is because of his diet. He's a vegan now, or he's been doing a vegan diet. Are you kidding me? These are the kinds of excuses that are coming out of Phil Eagles fans. And they literally legit trying to cover this guy. And it's like, yo, he's just been bad. He's just been bad. Admit it. That's what I want. That's why I troll so hard. I want you to admit that you were wrong. And I don't get that. So because I don't get that. And, and, and it's a it's a uh, it's a two way street kind of thing, because people who will listen to the show and, you know, I put up, you know, fantasy stuff and, you know, cowboy stuff. And they're always like, yo, Will, you're always wrong. You're always wrong. OK, cool. I, I'm not going to get everything right. It's, it's I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. If I make a take, I stand behind what I say. And if I get it right, cool. I don't get no props, though. 
But when I get it wrong, everybody's hitting me in my mentions because I'm wrong. So when you're wrong and you come to me, you talk trash, you got to expect it back. Don't get tight. Just say you was wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's what you want me to do. All right. I, I've ran it on enough. I ran it on enough. I just want to get it off my chest because it's been a while. I haven't talked to you guys in a minute. So let's get into the episode. Um, we're going to get into week 13. Just a little bit is waivers. Waivers got pushed back because of the Steelers and Ravens game played on Wednesday. Uh, By the time the episode drops, it'll probably be about it'll be Thursday. So uh, but the waivers will go through Wednesday night into Thursday. So even if you listen on Thursday, still check waivers because people make mistakes unless you into like some hardcore fantasy leagues, you know, I would still take uh take a shot at some of these guys and I'm gonna give you for uh cop and drop. So we're gonna do week uh thirteen for waivers. And then um we just gonna talk about you know, we, I'm gonna give you some news. We're gonna get into some cop and drop. It's not gonna be in a uh, a long episode. But I just wanted to get that off my chest, man. I I had to I had to tell y'all about how everything was going. And, you know, if you follow me on Twitter at hype underscore finest, you already know the story. Oh, shout out to uh C D Piglet. My boy Mike Crum, uh, he he jumped into a few t- uh, Twitter beefs with me uh, for uh, Dak, Dak versus Wentz. So I got to respect him for that because he don't normally do that. He comes in, he dropped knowledge like he's, you know, totally unbiased. You know, if Dak sucks. He'll say it. But he was ready. <laughs> he was ready for the smoke in this one jar. So I got to give him props for that. Shout out my guy, Mike. Um, But, you know, we're going to get into the episode now. So, you know what you got to do. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Fantasy's Finest. You can follow the host, me, Hype underscore Finest. Follow my guys, Jalen and Mark. I'm going to try and get them back on the show next week uh, for week 14, the fantasy playoff. So it'd be, it would be good to have the whole crew in for that, for the episode kicking off into the playoffs. And um, yeah, so well, let's get into it. Follow the podcast, you know, subscribe to the podcast too. Apple. Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're all on there. Follow the show at Fantasy's Finest. Hit the subscribe button. And yo, share the episodes, man. Share the episodes. Make sure you get it out there. Help me out. Share the episodes. Subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Let's get into the episode. I done talked on enough. I'm gonna talk about some of my fantasy teams at the end. Um, but I wanna also put this out there too. I'm gonna put out a question for on our Twitter handle. And on my personal one, I'm gonna retweet it, or I'll rather retweet the uh, the fantasy questions because I want to know if you guys uh, are in a position to make the playoffs, man. This season's been rough, rough. It's been an understatement between all the injuries, all of the shuffling, the COVID getting in the way of players and games. Like, if you really, man, shoot, if you can win the championship this year, more power to you. If you can make the playoffs at the very least. After navigating through all of this stuff, yo, you should get some kind of award this year because it's been crazy. So I got to tell you, I got to spit some of this, uh, some of the stuff that's been going on for my fantasy leagues. And um, I'll do that later on in the show. But I really want to get into this. So let, I did enough talking, blah, blah, blah. I ran on for ooh 15. I've been talking for 15 minutes. See, this is what happens when I miss you guys. I just I got to get the little rants out. So let's get into it. It's news time. News and notes. Let's get into it. Thank you. 
news and notes from around the NFL. All right, first, we got a bunch of players coming back from the IR, either either the injury reserve or the COVID reserve list. Zach Ertz, Eagles tight end, he's been activated off injury reserve. Uh, he was dealing with an injury, I think, around week six. I think it was, what, his ankle or his hamstring, one of them things. It was a leg injury. I'll double-check that. But regardless, he was on IR. He's back now. Hopefully he can get his act together. Uh, Texans running back David Johnson was activated from IR. Uh, Adam Thielen was on the COVID list. He's back. He's been activated. He's back at practice. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor is back off of the COVID reserve list. And this one, and this is why, you know, I miss getting on and talking about talking to you guys because the Denver Broncos first, <laughs> let me just get this out the way. All three of their quarterbacks, Drew Locke, Brett Rippon, and Blake Bortles landed on COVID because they, they, uh, I don't want to miss. I'll just say they landed on COVID for not following protocol. And they had to go in last week and play. Uh, they played against the Saints. <laughs> And the, and the Broncos players were mad because they, you know, they didn't have a quarterback. So they was like, all right, well, we shouldn't play the game because we don't have a quarterback. But reports came out. Adam Schefter dropped a uh, tweet. He was like, well, you know, the reason why all three of those quarterbacks were sent home was because they were walking around. A player tested positive. He was around the quarterbacks. They weren't wearing masks or following NFL COVID protocols. So they got banged for for COVID, like for for I think they tested positive. I'll double check that, too. But neither here nor there, they ended up on the COVID list. So how can you be mad that you have to play a game without a quarterback when all three of your quarterbacks weren't following the protocol in the first place? Like, I don't, I don't get that. You can't be mad. If anything, I'm mad at uh, Drew Larkin and them for not wearing a mask when they were supposed to, if they in practice. Or if you sitting on the sidelines or whatever, you're supposed to be wearing it. Why don't you wear it? So, oh, well, I I, I, I hate to sound insensitive about it, but come on. Y'all know what the protocols are. This is week. That was week 12. Come on, man. Y'all know better. Y'all grown. I'm not trying to hear no whining from no Broncos. I, I'm I'm actually shocked I didn't hear anything from Mark, but I guess he knew that butt whooping was coming, so he was like, "I'm not, I'm gonna just lay low." <laughs> Mark been quiet on Twitter. Um, and finally, Brandon Ayuk is returning from the COVID list as well. Um, in other news, Texans lose wide receiver Will Fuller for six games after he was suspended for violating the NFL's PED policy. Huge blow getting ready for the playoffs just a week away and you lose the Texans biggest wide receiver weapon. You talk about a hurt piece right there. That is, Oh, I, that's rough. And it sucks because Will Fuller is talented. There's no getting around that, but he's already had the stigma of missing games because of injury. And then he finally gets a healthy season in, and then he gets suspended for violating the NFL's PED policy. Like, come on, dude. Really? That that just sucks. If you have Will Fuller, I feel for you. If you have Brandon Cooks, you should be ha- you should be happy you got him because 
who else is who else is uh Deshaun Watson throwing the ball to? <laughs> Sheesh. Uh Vikings Dalvin Cook isn't expected to miss any time because uh after suffering an ankle injury during the Carolina game on Sunday. So that's good news if you had Dalvin Cook owner. He's been balling. So you definitely don't want to lose him. And in other great news, Mitchell Trubisky has been confirmed as the starter for week 13. Yay! Now, to be fair, I'm going to talk about him a little bit later. He's He may be a quarterback that you might be interested in. And I'm going to save some of that for later on when I get into the episode because his week 13 matchup is pretty good. And I think I'll leave it at there. And then I'll, when when I come back in our next episode, when you know what, I'll just I'll just say that I'll leave it there, and then I'll go into the to the cop and drop, and then I'll talk about Mitch. Um, also, make yourself aware the NFL has changed Week 13 because of the Steelers Ravens game. So there's going to be per this is per the NFL.com website schedule. Monday night is going to be a double header between the Washington football team and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills versus the San Francisco 49ers. And then Tuesday, Tuesday night, Dallas plays Baltimore at 8.05 p.m. So they're going to stretch those games out for week 13 because of the COVID switch with uh, the Steelers and the Ravens playing so late. So don't forget, if you're playing Cowboys fan, uh, Cowboys fans if you're playing Cowboys players and Ravens players be aware that that game is on Tuesday so if the Ravens don't have any more issues with COVID you need to make sure that you either have those players in your in your lineups and understand that they won't play until Tuesday same thing with the Cowboys but that's it for our that's it for the news let's get into it copper drop week 13 Or drop. Alrighty. Now let's get into this real quick. So I'm gonna give you two guys for each position that I think that you should be targeting for waivers this week. Um they're not, you know, at this point deep in the season, they're not gonna be the prettiest or the sexiest names because obviously the good guys have all been rostered or they're heavily rostered. And I'm saying like, you know, 65% or more depending on what league you're in or what form, what uh fantasy website you're using, but you're not going to find guys, you know, you're not going to find gems, huge gems on waivers unless somebody drops somebody big, you know? So let's get into, you'll see what I mean when I get into it. Now I already mentioned Mitchell Trubisky, Trubisky um, back in the news. So you're probably sitting there like, well, why would I want to add him? Well, he didn't do too bad against the Packers in week 12. He had 26 fantasy points. He had three touchdowns, two interceptions. That's not great. Uh, I don't remember what his yardage totals was, but he ended up putting in a solid stat line, which isn't bad. Then he gets the Detroit Lions for week 13. So if you're having a, you know, a little issue at quarterback, 
Maybe you have Matthew Stafford who's struggling. Uh, you had Tua, but he uh, got hurt last week, you know, thumb wrist. But if you're having a quarterback issue, Mitchell Trubisky is at least worth a stream. You know, the Lions defense is not great. Uh, you know, they, they kind of suck. So I w- if anything, Mitchell Trubisky, if you need a streaming option, he's there. He's owned in just 3.1% uh, percent in NFL leagues. Um, so if you're, like I said, if you're desperate for a quarterback and you need some help, or if you're in a two quarterback league and you need another one, take, maybe take Mitch Trubisky <laughs> if you need him, you know, I'm not saying start him over guys like Ryan Tannehill or, you know, nothing dumb. Like I'm going to start Mitchell Trubisky over Aaron Rodgers. No, you're not going to do that. But if you, if you have two and you don't like the matchup or you don't feel comfortable with it. Mitch might be the guy to go to. Just saying. The next guy I got on this list for quarterback is Kirk Cousins. Now, he balled against uh, Carolina. They played the Carolina Panthers for week 12. He had 307, 307 yards passing, three touchdowns. He fit, he actually finished as a top five QB for week 12. Kirk Cousins. Now, I don't say that because he's, you know, he sucks. It's just, you know, the Vikings run the ball so much that he really doesn't do anything except, you know, manage the game sometimes. And then he'll have a game here or there where he like, he breaks out and he throws, you know, just over 300 yards, two touchdowns or three touchdowns here. And it's like, all right, cool. This is the Kirk cousins. I want to see, but because Dalvin cook has been so good, you don't really get to see that Kirk cousins anymore. And then with the ankle injury, Kirk cousins had to step up for Dalvin cook. So that's why you get a stat line like you did. He finished the QB three for week 12. He faces off against the Jags for week 13. He's owned in 21% of NFL leagues. If you need a streaming option, Kurt might be your guy. The Jags have allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. They're giving up about 284 yards per game. to quarterbacks might want to get into that. Now I know and why well, ain't y'all tell me this? I know that sometimes during our cop and drop episode I or segments, I don't give you options to drop. And that's my bad. Just be so wrapped up in this thing. I forget. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I got him this time. And this one is a little bit on the nose. Andy Dalton. Don't trust him. If you've had him in your if you had him as a second QB in two QB leagues. Don't do it to yourself. It's going to be a struggle each and every week. I know he did throw that, was it, 54-yard touchdown to Amari Cooper. It looked great. Yay. Then what happened? Nothing the rest of the game. Andy Dalton is not good enough to get you fantasy points where you need them. Don't do it. If anything, I would take Mitchell Trubisky and put him over Andy Dalton. And that would be my QB too, for the rest of the way. Don't do it to yourself. Don't put Andy Dalton in your lineups, even in match, even in good matchups. Don't do it to yourself, please don't. My other drop, Cam Newton. I don't know what happened. He was, he started off so well in fantasy the first three weeks of the season, and then he fell off a cliff. Cam is not Cam anymore. There's no getting around it. 
he had I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what it is. Is it the lack of weapons in the New England Patriots? Is he not getting the system down? Is his you know, what's his passing? You know, is is there some kind of struggle there? He's not running the ball as much. I, I don't get it. And because he's not using his feet, he's not rushing the ball as much as he did in the beginning of the season. It's just not he's just not putting up enough production to risk using him. I mean, he burned you last week. I know he burned me. It was like one. What was it? I had him started one point nine four fantasy points in my top tier league. Yeah, don't do it to yourself. Cam Newton can go back to waivers. Now, let's keep it going. Now, this one, this is running backs. I felt dirty putting this guy in my lineup. Frank Gore, the New New York Jets. I had no choice. (laughs) I had to put him in my lineup last week. And I was pleasantly surprised. I still felt dirty about it, though, Um, because I had Ty Gurley. He was injured. I think he had a knee injury. He was out for last week. Oh, speaking of Burns, thank you, Brian Hill. Jesus burned me started him thinking he was gonna get the reps and then Edo Smith comes out of nowhere you haven't heard from Edo Smith all season then he comes in he outperforms Brian Hill who was you know probably a consensus waiver wire pick that week because he was right behind Todd Gurley and then freaking Edo Smith goes off like did anybody see that coming be honest because I know I didn't see that coming but Frank Gore Despite the dirty feeling, he's getting all the carries for the Jets. So why not take take advantage of that? I mean, he saw 18 carries against the Dolphins, 74 yards. He averaged 4.1 yards per carry. That's not bad, right? That's a, that's solid. He didn't get into the end zone, but come on, it's the Jets. Are you expecting them to score points? <laughs> no. But at, at the very least, He'll give you some production if you need a running back. They take on the Raiders this week. The Raiders are averaging or allowing 4.3 yards per carry to opposing running backs. They're giving up 23.3 fantasy points per game. Frank Gore should be available in your fantasy leagues. He's only 24% of the NFL leagues. So if you need a running back, want to roll the dice on, want to feel dirty with me? Roll the dice with Frank Gore? because <laughs> I think Todd Gurley's coming back this week. Uh, he was able to practice this week is Wednesday. He returned to practice. So at the very least, I could have Todd Gurley, Frank Gore. Who else did I have in that league? I know I'm missing someone. And uh, Nick Chubb. So that'll be my trifecta of running backs in my uh, my brother's league. So, you know, feel dirty with me. Come on. Go get Frank Gore. <laughs> All right, my next candidate is Damian Harris from New England. Harris has been seeing the majority of the rushing touches for the uh, Patriots backfield. And that's even after Sonny Michelle was reactivated from um, IR a couple weeks ago. The thing that sucks is that James White is still being used as a pass catcher out of the backfield for the Patriots. You, You wanted, I know I did, I wanted Damian Harris to get the complete role. I think he can do it. I think he's a he's a very good, or at least a good pass catcher out of the backfield. 
But because James White is still there, they're still going to give him that pass-catching work. So that's going to put a cap on what Damian Harris can do in terms of fantasy. But he's still a running back who's going to get a lot of who's going to get the majority of the carries. He over the last four weeks, he's seen about uh, he's seen at least 14 rushing attempts three out of the last four weeks. He only had uh, 11 touches, 11 rushing attempts against the Texans, which is weird because they're not that good against the run. And you only run the ball with Damian Harris 11 times. That's a little weird, but. Harris is owned in 48% of NFL leagues. They take on the Chargers this week. The Chargers are allowing 18.8 fantasy points per game to running backs. Not a, you know, wow kind of situation, but stable enough where you can hope that, you know, maybe Damian Harris gets a touchdown dive and um, he gets to put some some points on on the board for your fantasy team if you need a running back. Guys, I would drop J.D. McKissick. Your your job is done. His job was probably done a couple weeks ago, but after what Antonio Gibson did to the Cowboys last last week, you can put J.D. McKissick down. Antonio Gibson should be getting more work. He's proven himself. He put, he stomped the mud hole in the Cowboys defense. They should be giving him more work. He should have more trust from Alex Smith, the coaching staff in Washington. This is what they've been waiting for. That was his breakout game. He's gonna. He should get more work. I would be shocked if he pulls out a performance like he did, and then they still give J.D. McKissick more work. So J.D. McKissick, if he's on your fantasy team, you can put him back on waivers. Another guy, and this might stun you, but Giovanni Bernard. I think that ship has sailed. If it was still Joe Burrow back there, I probably wouldn't do it. But who is it? Ryan Finn? No, Brandon Allen. Yeah, I don't know who that is. If I, I, I probably got that wrong, but I'll double check that too. And um, but uh, yeah, if it's Brandon Allen or Ryan Finley, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm not gonna do that to myself. Giovanni Bernard was probably a good option. Um, with Joe Burrow still back there, but with Joe Burrow out, I don't expect the the Cincinnati Bengals to even be competitive to the extent where I can safely put Giovanni Bernard in my, in my lineup. Um, yeah, you can put him back on waivers too. If you disagree, you know, we can talk about it, but I don't feel like I'm going to put him in, in my lineups anymore. Nah, he can go to waivers. Moving on to wide receivers. Debo Samuel is going to be one of the hottest waiver wire options. If he's still out there in your fantasy leagues, after what he did to the Rams, 11 catches, 133 yards, against a defense that's been pretty solid in stopping wide receivers Hmm. with Nick Mullins throwing the ball. You mean to tell, (laughs) and I wasn't even going to do this when I wrote this up. You mean to tell me Nick Mullins can hit his wide receiver, but Carson Wentz can't hit his seriously. Did anybody see that coming? Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, <laughs> Nick Mullins beat the Rams. Carson Wentz got balled up by the Rams. And I know what you think, but Will, Dallas lost to the Rams too. But if you look at both of those games, come on, fam, compare those games. Look at what Dak did 
Dak didn't have a spectacular game, but he didn't get folded like Carson Wentz did. Come on, don't don't do that. But neither here nor there. Debo Samuels is going to be a hot waiver wire option if he's on available in your fantasy leagues. Forty two percent available. He's owned in just forty two percent of NFL leagues. They take on the Bills this week. Kind of a tough matchup, but the Bills have been up and down in my opinion. They're still like a mid. They're still on the good side of defending wide receivers. But if Debo Samuels is going to see that kind of volume, maybe not thirteen targets every week. But with the lack of pass catchers in the San Francisco offense, he should be seeing a higher volume of work. Um, even with Brandon Ayuk coming back, I still think that Nick Mullins is going to target uh, Debo Samuels a little bit more than the other wide receiver options. So that should be something to keep in keep in mind when you have him, if you can get him off waivers. My next guy, Alan Lazard from Green Bay. He took a big hit during the Chicago game last week. Um, he's coming back from core surgery. He's limited in practice so far, but he did see six targets from Rodgers in that game. He caught a touchdown pass. He only had like 23 yards, but the the targets are what I'm looking at. Rodgers, him and Rodgers was having a good connection before he went out with that injury. Hopefully, if Alan Lazar can work his way back from injury, or at least you know practice a little bit more leading up to this week, he could have a very decent matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Alan Zarn is owned in just 25% of NFL leagues. So if you need a wide receiver, I would suggest picking him up. Um, one thing you have to keep in mind this week, though, is monitor Alan Lazar's practice situation heading into this game. He's been limited on Wednesday. And if he continues to make progress, Definitely pick. I would pick him up before that and just make sure that you hold him in the event that he gets a full practice in anytime this week. Definitely do that. The Eagles are giving up 22 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Darius Slay is likely going to see Devontae Adams. So I would exp- I would hope that Allen, Ro- Allen uh, not Allen, Aaron Rodgers throws to Allen Lazar a little bit more. Now, wouldn't it be funny? If Darius Slay gets put in a blender again for the second week in a row, that would be crazy. <laughs> now I see why Jalen Mill, Jalen Ramsey was uh not Jalen Mills, Jalen Ramsey. See, I got I got Eagles trash talk on the brain. I gotta I gotta cut it out. <laughs> but yeah, all right, off track real quick. Did anybody see? Let me know if you after you hear this episode. Did anybody see? The comments that Jim Schwartz made to DK Metcalf before the game started, where he was like, you know, I've been to Detroit. I was in Detroit when Megatron was there and you not him yet. And DK was like, well, I felt a little disrespected. (laughs) Why would you say that to that that grown man (laughs) before the game and get your get your corner all chewed up like that all game? 177 yards. Why would you blatantly piss that man off? I couldn't believe he said that. And I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't believe it at first. I'm like, nobody's that stupid to say something like that to DK Metcalf. Oh dog, you're not Megatron. I don't even know why they hyper you up like that. That's how I read it. (laughs) Why would you do that? You don't trash talk to somebody like that. 
Yeah. Well, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> oh my god. I when I read the report, I'm like, no, nah, this gotta be fake. Nobody would willingly do that after seeing what he's been able to do all season, how he's been cooking DBs for the most part. He maybe had a bad game here or there. But DK does his thing. Russell's throwing him the ball, and you would you would blatantly poke the bear? Good job, Jim. <laughs> Do it again to Devontae Adams. Yo, dog. I, I've been around Green Bay. I played against, you know, Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson. Devontae Adams, you not them. <laughs> Go say that to him during that game. I want to know what the results are going to be. <laughs> but with Darius Lee likely to face uh, Devontae Adams, Alanzar could possibly get more looks. So that's something to keep in mind. Wide receivers I'm dropping. Marquise Brown. I know you're like, well, he just caught a touchdown against the Steelers. Did you see that touchdown? Did you did you really see it? Like it was it was a seven it was a 70 yard touchdown, but it was a short pass and he ran the rest of the way. Other than that, when's the last time he scored a touchdown? Was it recent? No? Hmm. No, I'm good. I'm not putting him in my lineups. He could blow up the rest of the season. I'm cool with that. But all the way up until this point, he's cost me games. I'm definitely fine with chucking Marquise Brown to the waivers. Another guy I'm throwing throwing back is uh, Henry Ruggs. Yeah, he can go. He can go. I'm I'm definitely sure that he's talented. I'm just waiting for the Raiders to realize that he's more than he's possibly more than just a deep threat. But, you know, what, three targets last game for 53 yards? I'm good. I can't do that. I need a guy who's going to get more than three targets in a game. Um, He's always a one hitter quitter, but that goes both ways. He can hit. He can hit. He can get a hit and blow up or. He can't. And heading into the playoffs, I don't want any player like that. I, I I avoid players like that. It's just too risky. If it's if I'm flexing them, cool. But Henry Ruggs production hasn't been great all season. I'm good with that. Henry can go. Now, tight ends. I feel like I've done this before. Trey Burton, the Colts, tight end. I probably have. I need to go back and check the tapes. But Trey Burton's actually been not as bad as he's been all right. I mean, he's averaging five targets. He's averaged five targets a game over the last five weeks. Um, he's managed to find the end zone the last two weeks, which is great. Um, but the key thing here is that he's been outproducing Jack Doyle and Mo Ali Cox. For whatever reason, they've been doing this trifecta tight end situation thing. I don't get it, but... They've been doing it, and Trey Burton's been getting the best of the uh, best of the work uh, between the tight ends. So I'm going to lean towards Trey Burton. He's owned in less than 1% in NFL leagues, which means he's available. Um, if you need a tight end, you know what I'm saying. If you need one, give him a chance. Uh, he plays the Houston Texans, mid-range, mid-range defense uh, when defending the tight end. They've been giving up um, just over eight points per game to uh to opposing tight ends and they played Texans twice over the next three weeks. They played the Texans and then there's another game and then the Texans again. So 
Just something to keep in mind. My next guy, Zach Ertz. And I know you're like, well, Will, you were just clowning Carson Wentz for being trash. Why would I want to pick up Zach Ertz again? Well, here's my reason. Carson Wentz needs help. I mean, like, desperately. And he doesn't trust his wide receivers. Either, all right, I'll put it like this. He either doesn't trust them or he just can't hit them because it's been pretty bad over the last couple of weeks. For whatever reason, they stopped throwing the ball to Fulgham. Either they stopped throwing the ball to Fulgham or defenses got wise and like, we're not going to let this guy beat us. Whatever the case may be, Fulgham has not been used as much as he was over uh, in that three-game stretch with with uh, the Steelers and the, and the um, Ravens and who was that other th- that third team? I think it was probably the Cowboys. In that three-game stretch, Fulgham was balling. And then all of a sudden, that just dried up. So maybe Carson Wentz needs a reliable option that he can throw the ball to. And he always he's always seemed to have a propensity to throw to tight ends. We saw what Dallas Goddard just did uh, against Seattle. He had 10 targets, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Maybe he needs his old reliable Zach Ertz back out there, at least, you know, on a comfort thing. Hopefully it turns into production. Um, but, you know, before the before the injury, before Zach Ertz landed on IR, he wasn't really doing that well to begin with. Um, 45 targets on the season, seven, 178 yards receiving, just one touchdown, which was back in week one. So I know there's some skepticism there, like, all right, dog, I don't really want Zach Ertz. I mean, Goddard's balling, but Goddard's rostered. So you're less likely to find him then you may find maybe somebody who was disgruntled with Zach Ertz and threw him back to waivers after he landed on IR. That might be something. Zach Ertz is owned in 58% of NFL leagues, so he there's still a chance that he might be out there. Ertz is a- a- averaging 7.5 yards per, uh, not 7.5 yards, he was averaging 7.5 targets a game before he landed on IR. And like I said, because Winston's struggling to connect with his wide receivers, he might be more prone to getting the tight end involved, which means more Zach Ertz, more Dallas Goddard, unfortunately less Richard Rodgers because Ertz is back, and you know we'll mix in some Miles Sanders if he can hold on to the ball. So if Ertz is available, I would at least roll the dice on him. Um, you can have worse options. I mean, you could start uh, Tyler Higby. How he hasn't done anything of note. Um, who's another bad tight end? Well, let's get into him, <laughs> guys. I'm dropping Dalton Schultz. He can go. It was a nice run when Dak was there, but Dak ain't there no more. And Dalton Schultz has been. If you still have Dalton Schultz on your team, and it's not a keeper league or it's not a dynasty league, you can let him go. His time is done. It was a great it was a great run. Nobody expected him to do what he did after Blake Jarwin dot came down with the uh the knee injury. But no Dak, no Dalton. He can go back to waivers. Another guy I'm dropping, Jimmy Graham, if you have him. And I know Jimmy Graham is uh he's what? Tight end twelve. He's a top fifteen tight end right now. But he's been he's been meh the last few weeks. To me. You know, he's had one double-digit game in the last, what, four weeks? Ah, 
nah, I'm 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 good on Jimmy. Nick Foles was there. He probably I was probably still holding on to Jimmy Graham, but Mitch Trubisky, he's not he's not targeting Jimmy Graham like that. Three targets last game. Well, I think he had like fifty three yards or something like that, but just three targets. Yeah, I'm gonna need a little bit more out of my tight ends than that. I know at the very least, Ertz will see more than three targets a game coming back from IR. So I would put my hope in that as opposed to risking starting either Dalton Schultz or Jimmy Graham. So my opinion, I'm dropping those two guys. But if you think different, let me know. You know where you can find me? Hype underscore finest. P-H-I-N-E-S-T. Like the show. Come on, man. Y'all been here before. I shouldn't have to keep saying this. But that'll do it for this episode. I've talked your ear off long enough. I hope you enjoyed the episode as usual. We're going to start getting some stuff back to normal. Um, Just glad to be back on the show. And um, yeah, we can wrap this baby up. We are done. Uh, Anything else I need to say? No, just let me know if you guys are in position to make the playoffs. That's what I really want to know. I want to talk to you guys on Twitter, uh, social media. If you've seen our Facebook page, uh, join that. We can talk some trash there too. Um, same handle, the fantasy, uh, fantasy's finest on Facebook, uh, Instagram too. Um, it's all under the same handle. So yeah, I, I really want to find out how you guys are doing on in your fantasy leagues. Had you made the playoffs? I'm gonna put that question up there in the morning, and we can chat it up. But that'll wrap it up for this episode. I will check you guys next episode this week (laughs) i'm dropping another one this week so just stay tuned thank you guys for listening have a good night take it easy thanks for listening to the fantasy's finest podcast be sure to join the community on facebook and follow us on twitter too at the fantasy's finest see you next episode